This is the CMO of GaiaX, Vasilia Orfano. This is our newest podcast series. GaiaX is a newly aspiring, rising European association, and together with you, we can develop a new concept of data infrastructure ecosystem based on the values of openness, transparency, sovereignty, and interoperability. Join us today at GaiaX and be part of this technological ecosystem. Pierre, uh, since uh, the launch uh, of GaiaX, you have been one of the uh, most fervent believers of the initiative. You believe in the project, uh, you run the CTO office, and this has entailed uh, a lot of challenges and opportunities that I would like us to take this opportunity to discuss further and engage further our community. Uh, therefore, we thank you uh, for your time and availability to shed a bit of more light on the current progress of the project. Bottom line, first off, I would like to hear a little bit more about you and your background. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Pierre. So uh, thank you very much for having me. The, my background, so I'm a software developer at the core of it and, and uh, a senior signal um, processing engineer. I've started my career in um, machine learning and video compression. How did even uh, GaiaX begin for you? Uh, did you know about the project before? Was it something that you were looking into to, to, to be involved? Um, was it something like completely off the boat that you looked at a specific title and specific position? And you said, okay, let me apply for this. How, how did it all become for you? Uh, it was a very interesting start. I became involved with GAX even before GAX Association was created. So it was in February, March 2020. And at that time, the, um, I was employed as a solution architect at OVH Cloud, a French tier one cloud provider. The OVH was involved in prototyping um, a GAIX demo for the presentation in front of the European Commission in uh, June 2020. And they were looking for developers. So the former uh, friend and uh, CTO of, the, of OVH Cloud asked me, Pierre, would you be interested to work on a writing a prototype for GAIX. Uh, and then my first question was, what is GAIX? Um, <laughs> then, then I went, I joined the working groups. Uh, I've listened for about a month and then I made a proposal. Let's create the first uh, GAIX catalogs. Um, that's how I got involved with GAIX. Uh, we wrote with a, a colleague um, at uh, Scaleway, uh, the first GAIX demonstrator and presented that in front of the European Commission in. Uh, early June 2020, and that's how I get my hands dirty with GAIAX. Um, from your, so from your perspective, though, what was, you know, the first thing that we could say it was of interest to you and you said, okay, I'm doing this. Was it about the challenge? Was it because uh, it provided a solution that you wanted to be involved in? What was it that really inspired you to be part of this project? The thing that inspired me the most was the the aim of enabling SMEs to shine, to to foster this network of SMEs um, service offering for Europe. Um, we have in Europe a very highly fragmented market, and uh, we we have some troubles, some difficulty, challenges to grow our technical autonomy in Europe. And for me, GAX is really the answer to that. How do we 
um, grow more uh, our autonomy level um, based on European um, values. Um, in terms of the current challenges, would you say uh, that GaiaX is bringing a solution to create uh, a more decentralized environment in the data space ecosystem or the, the cloud system? What is the main solution that it brings according to your perspective? Um, it went through several iterations. Um, that's a, a question which is interesting because two years ago, even one year ago, we had probably a different answer from the one I'm going to give. The main takeaway on my side for GAIX is that GAIX tried to um, create this common digital governance for Europe. It took us years to, took us years to have the Schengen area, to have Europe, to have the Euro uh, fiat currency for, for all the country in Europe. It will take us a bit of time to have a common digital governance for using for the usage of digital services in Europe, but we need to have to have that. Europe shall have that if he wants to be competitive and remain competitive. And for me, Gaix bring that answer. If we were to enumerate the main priorities that you have for this year, which would this be? Um, so we have a long-term plan, and if we reduce that for this year. By the, by the end of this year, we want to demonstrate the added value of this GAIX uh, governance that we call and we capture inside the document that we call the GAIX Trust Framework. So using this set of uh, rules, how do we enable data exchange at scale? How do we enable um, service consumption at scale within Europe based on Europe uh, values, European values? And for that, we need to have some subcomponents sub features such as a common vocabulary for identity and access management a common vocabulary for service description offering uh pierre how is this going to be helped or improved through the launch of the lab that we most recently had and we kind of explained in today's uh, webinar so the lab is a small group of developer under the cto office and the whole functionality, the whole responsibility of the lab is to prototype and validate hypotheses made in the GAIX working group. The lab has three types of deliverable. Either it's implement a feature in an existing project that's called an accelerator, or it find a missing component that we need to have in order to um, complete a user scenario that's called a filer. So we create a new open source component or as an educational purpose, a demo to educate, to showcase how GAIX will work. Okay, and how uh, would we be able to integrate the different tech dive, uh, the tech dive webinars that we are currently doing? So this year we've launched a number of tech dives. Uh, we've we've launched the tech dive on verifiable credentials, on compliance aspects. Uh, we are doing one on data exchange services. How is this all connected with the lab? And the, the, the particular participation, let's put it this way, of, of the people that are not necessarily part of GAIA-X at this time. Are we open, in fact, to, to engage you know, the technical community from outside so, GAIA-X? Yeah, that's a very good question. We are um, allowing non-member of the association to also participate in GAIA-X implementation. The lab is open for every developer, member or non-member, willing to 
participate, demonstrate, prototype, validate um, technically um, the, the specification that are being worked on and elaborated by the working group. So we are engaging with the community and part of the engagement is also to um, disseminate knowledge and that's what the deep dive are, the tech deep dive are. So if we were to connect this um, from the, the perspective of a call to action, let's say uh, certain people would be interested to join the GAIA-X community, to join your technical committees, the working groups, which would be, let's say, the one, two, three priorities that you would tell them, okay, join GAIA-X from a, from a technical perspective because of, what could we say to them? <laughs> Tough question. There is so many uh, open challenges <laughs> right now. The the one really for if I need again to to focus and to reduce the scope to what we want to achieve for 2022, that will be data exchange, and I will even mm -hmm. be more precise than that. In the data exchange, you need to have a common vocabulary for identity, access control, and we cannot wipe everything that exists right now. So how do we bridge the common existing identity federation based, for example, on OpenID Connect with decentralized identifiers such as DEED and the entire self-sovereign identity um, paradigm. So that's, that's a very important part of the jigsaw, and this bridge between identity and access management, uh, common vocabulary to have this common governance um, so that in a, one ecosystem, A, knowing that you have access to block storage means the same thing in another ecosystem. The second challenge or um, point of interest will be on the trust framework. The trust framework is the common set of rules that bind technical and legal expertise. Uh, that's something unique that we don't that haven't seen before. It's how do we um, make this bridge between the the legal enforcement of usage control access right with a te technical way to measure and to compare um, service offering and participant attributes. So, and, and why we are working on that? So we can scale, we can accelerate the transformation, um, the digital transformation for Europe. We can do that only if we manage to automate and automate math um, goes through finding a way to measure, to compare attributes. And, uh, and we need to find a legal framework for that. We cannot just put any information. So the trust framework document is a very interesting one and a very challenging one on the technical part and the legal, uh, legal part also. Thank you very much, Pierre. Uh, this has been a series, a sit the CTO series of uh, our podcasts. We uh, believe that we will have the chance to speak with uh, Pierre Grongle, uh, uh for the next series as well. Uh, Pierre, it was a pleasure having uh, the opportunity to discuss with you and having the chance of our discussion. And I hope that you will have the chance of your time and availability for the next series. Thank you very much. Of course, yes, it will be my pleasure.